1: Welcome to Peak to Pit, Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger. Some of you are watching us live. Some of you are going to be either listening live or checking us out later on. But another week of college football, another loss for Florida State. Can we focus on the positives first?
0: Can we focus on the positives first? I love the intro, right? Like We used to have – so for those that don't know, it was Eminem's um, uh, Not Afraid – just the middle of it, like twenty five seconds or so. I like the new intro better. Just yeah. the. Do you not like that? Do you not like, I like it's the me new and intro. you? I we both crack. A, yeah, we both crack a beer and we're that sitting here, true. or maybe a diet soda. Look Mine at you with is your a- pumpkin beer. Listen, yeah, I'm. I got the harder stuff tonight. Oh, and four has hit me a little mm. harder. But shout out Trey and those guys um, at Liquor Depot. Um, yeah, we're going harder than beer. We do love liquor depot on this show, don't we? I've had a good amount of pumpkin beer and I'm a little sad because I moved my garage before we get into football. All right. I know what these people really care about is our personal lives. And so we're going to talk about that first. I moved my garage on Saturday. I wouldn't, my dad's got a big truck and trailer. I came over early Saturday morning moved my entire garage except for the Peloton left that so that I could use it for the next week but I moved everything else over including my garage fridge which has all my pumpkin beer in it so like I'm mm. pumpkin beerless for the next pumpkin week pumpkin beerless until, <laughs> until you can we come move to my in. house
1: we have pumpkin beer we always have pumpkin beer in the fall That's at true. my house
0: but my my new house is closer to me than your house so I could just stop there and get some but
1: anyway, but there's no company
0: no pumpkin beer. I don't uh, – the pumpkin beer is the only company I need. So no pumpkin beer. Um, So we're on bourbon tonight. We're on Yellowstone's okay. pick here. Uh, there you go. You, sometimes you just need something a little stronger when your team's not very good. Is that so, the
1: bottle? Is that one of the bottles we got together when we waited in line at uh, Liquor Depot? We
0: did. You and your four kids and me and Ben and Eric was there too. Like, it yeah. super weird. But – yeah, nothing like keeping four kids in line. Uh, for
1: we a- had more than four kids because my sister was there with her husband and her kids, oh, and right. my brother was there with his baby.
0: Lily wasn't there, was she? Yes, she
1: was. Yes, uh, Lily was there.
0: I feel like it was Melissa a was family
1: of affair. Like Melissa, Melissa was there. Out. No, Melissa was there. I don't remember this.
0: Um, she was. Shout out Liquor Depot. They do a great job, and appreciate their uh, liquor helping me get through football season. So, okay, let's jump into it. Let's jump into this weekend. Um, we'll, we'll go Florida state Louisville first. We'll, we'll talk yeah. some moral victories b- before some actual victories. Was Florida there a state, moral victory for sure? Yeah. I'm going to spend okay. this very positive Tell me. Florida okay. state loses 31 to 23 to Louisville. Um, uh, which weekend. by the way
1: is closer than it felt.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, we, we can kind of get into the game and talk about that a little bit. Um, Florida state was a, Three point underdog, two and a half point underdog, ended up losing by one score, 31-23 final score. Um, Louisville jumped out to a big lead. Um, led led game 17 to nothing. Um, ended up being 31 to 7 at one point. And then uh Florida State won the middle eight, right? They talk about the last four minutes of one half and the first four minutes of the next half. Florida State scored to end the first half, scored to open up the second half to cut the lead to 31 21 and then past that I, the score was, you, you say it was closer than it felt.
1: The score looks closer to me than the game felt. I'd watched most, okay. of it, but so
0: the score was 31 to 20 with 14 minutes and 49 seconds to go. Sure. in The third quarter. Okay. So Florida state made it a two score game. To start the second, so half.
1: that's your your uh, moral victory. There is that they. Oh, uh, not quite. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get into the moral
0: victories. Please hold okay. on that. But but I I do think I mean at, at thirty one to twenty, to basically start the second half, Florida State scored on the second play of the second half. But at thirty one to twenty, I mean Florida State was not out of it sure. at all in the second half. I mean they were in the game, right? Just right. Like down eleven points, they scored. Uh, they kicked a field goal with a minute 29 to go in the, uh, I'm sorry. They kicked a field goal with eight and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter and then got the ball back twice. Um, didn't end up winning, but they had the ball back twice with it being a one score game. Uh, couldn't convert, couldn't get anything going on either of those. Actually, they didn't get those drives kind of going, but couldn't finish on those drives. Um, but... I mean, if we kind of get into the moral victory side of things, when this was 31 to 7, I completely expected it to look like last year's game against Louisville, and I expected to lose 52 to 10. Like I completely expected this team to roll over and die. And you know, there there's no lipstick on a pig, or there's no Florida State's better than their record or anything like that. Sure. But how often? Have you seen teams that are 0-3 with losses to FCS competition and getting blowed out in a game?
1: How, right. often, so have seen, they, how
0: often have you seen teams continue to fight and continue right. to try and give effort? Right. And that, that's not enough, right? Get, just giving effort right. is the bare minimum. But I think more often than not, and I think with Florida State, I'll speak to them specifically. I'll let you speak on Florida in this situation. But with regards to Florida State, at this point, 2020 is a weird year because there were so many cancellations and things going on sure. in the middle of it that let's let's exclude 2020. But in 2019, by this time, the team had quit. Right. In 2018, by this time, the team had quit. In okay. 2017, by this time, the team had quit. And there's not much that I can pull out of this game. Um, had a couple of nice plays. Had good effort on defense. Um in the second half didn't didn't allow much at all in the second half, and, and the defense really did step up. And so I don't know what Mike Norvell's selling these kids down 31 to seven. I don't know what he's selling his recruiting class that's still top ten in the country. Again, we'll see where they end up finishing right. when signing day comes.
1: Right. But they did get another but, big but, commitment this week.
0: Yeah, but they're they're not losing commits yet. Sure. And, Kids aren't quitting yet. And so, um, I, I guess that's the Yay. kind of the, the moral victory that you pull out of it. Is that like, yeah, down 31 to 7?
1: still I'd have rather, some fight left in them.
0: I'd rather them pull it close than lose by 50, right? Like, if you if you if, if sure. down 31 to 7, sure. you said, would you rather lose this by one score and have a chance in the end, or would you sure. rather lose by 50 because your team quits? I'd take losing close, right? I mean, sure. You, you say the same thing when Florida played Alabama, right? When when it was 21 to nothing or 21 to three or whatever it was against Alabama, I think it was 21 to three. If, if somebody would have told you, hey, at 21 to three, you can either lose by two or Alabama can roll you by 50. You just said, sure. I'll take losing by two, of right? Course. And so you sell yourself whatever moral victory you can when you can't get an actual victory. And Florida State's in the point right now where they can't get an actual victory. And so <laughs> right. you might as well just Fill you know, fill yourself with whatever, whatever kind of moral victory you can. It's the same thing Florida did against Alabama last week. Uh, you know, I am glad that flor You are glad that Florida State lost by one score instead of six scores. Yeah, this week I am glad that Florida State lost by one score instead of six. Right at right. the end of the day, I'd rather lose by eight than fifty. Florida State is not good enough in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen and. Some of 2018, Florida State had enough talent on the roster to make the mistakes that they're making
1: and and still find
0: a way to win games. Right. Right now, Florida State's talent is not good enough
1: but they have every make, bit the talent to hang with a Louisville. I don't. You I, so cannot look problem, at that roster and tell me that they don't have the talent that Louisville has. Their, they don't I, have the
0: talent in the right positions to be able to do that. They've got McKenzie Milton on one leg. How did they end absolute, up with these
1: players at all to begin with? Just in the state of Florida by default. You, I mean, UCF gets enough talent to hang with Louisville. You know, they're just being I think in the state. I think you get so, enough talent. So I think, there's,
0: I, th- I think that if you look at the entire roster makeup of talent, mm-hmm. sure. But at the positions that matter, offensive line being able to give McKenzie Milton more than a second or two to be able to throw the ball. Florida state has a depleted. Amount I guarantee of you Florida and state so, had a
1: better signing class every single year than Louisville has of the kids that are playing.
0: So, like we've talked about before, 55 to 60% of Florida State's rosters are rejects off of other of Other,
1: t- I, I get teams. it. And so, but- yes,
0: did Florida State have a better roster, a better, I'm sorry, recruiting class every single one of those years? Absolutely. Are they playing Tetris right now with transfers to try and make them work? Right. Our number one wide receiver on this team was a cast-off from Kansas, right? That's oh, how was, bad... God. Yeah, the when David Hale, who works for ESPN, ranked Florida State's wide receivers, he ranked them 14 out of 14 in the ACC, the worst wide receiver class in the conference. The offensive line is also the worst in the conference. And so when you can't beat anybody on the outside, yeah, you can't block anybody on the inside. It doesn't matter how good any other position is. Right. Of Florida, State's div- Florida State's defensive line is one of the best in the conference. I, there's no doubt about it. So there's a lot of talent there. There's some right. talent in the secondary. Travis Jay was a five-star. There's talent, but when you can't move the ball at all, you can't run the ball at all unless it's an explosive play that somebody makes, there's just not talent in the right spots. And, and yeah. the same to be said about Florida. When Florida went 4-8 and eight in 2013, did injuries play a part? Yes. But were they still more talented than when they, than Tennessee and Kentucky and all the and Missouri and all that? Yes. The amount of talent that was on Florida's roster when they went four and eight was more than every team they probably played that year, except for Florida State, except for Georgia, which didn't they beat Georgia in 20? No, they lost. Not, not that yet. Like, no. But like they were more talented than probably six of the teams they lost to. Mm-hmm. But if the talent's not in the right spot and it's yeah. not on the O line and quarterback, again, we're playing with McKenzie Milton, who is an absolute shell of himself. We were hoping he could be better than he was, but he's not been. Florida State's talent overall, I mean, might be more than Louisville's. I'm not sure about that because I know it wasn't higher than Wake's, but the talent's just not in the right spot. And they're 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 struggling right now. They're making too many mistakes to be able to win games and make the mistakes that they're making. If they right. didn't lose the turnover battle, they probably win the game because it's seven away from Louisville. It's seven more to us, right. right? But they're losing the turnover battle. They don't have enough talent to to compensate for the mistakes they're making. Um, love the fight. I mean, that that's about the most I can pull from the game is love the <laughs> fact that they didn't quit down sure. three or four scores, just like Florida didn't quit against Bama, the number if one team in the country. About, yeah, I'm glad that they didn't. Right, um, but. That's about all you can pull from the game is could have gotten rolled by 60. Didn't found a way to fight back into the game, had a chance late, couldn't finish it off, You know, and they lose right. Every week, this gets slightly
1: harder for me to find joy in this. <laughs> I mean, I find it amusing, but honestly, it's less and less enjoyable for me to, uh, harass you about this as these losses pile up Um, so but here's a serious question for you I know that we've we've adjusted expectations and since both of us picked Florida State to lose this game I don't think it's fair to say that like we then lower them again after this game because we thought this was going to happen but realistically where's their first win
0: so we'll, we'll get into picks and things as we move along in this episode. But, I mean, I, I do think they win this weekend. I, I do think they beat Syracuse. I mean, they play UNC the next week, w- which I think they'll lose that one. But then they play UMass the week after. And UMass is absolutely the worst team in the FBS. And I, I don't think Florida State will have any problem winning that game. Probably won't win it super convincingly. But, you know, I think they'll win about no like wins, 10 or a 14. Win, right? right. Yeah, at this point. I do think they'll beat I do think they'll beat Syracuse this weekend uh that's not a sure thing I'd put like a confidence level on that of like 65 percent right so if you play three times I like Florida State to win two of those three um I think they'll beat UMass and then I'm not I wouldn't say it's impossible that they upset someone else like that you know if if the Florida State defense that played for the last, 33 minutes of the game shows up for 45 or 50 minutes, right? They 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 beat Louisville, right? So if that defense sure. shows up against BC or NC State or Miami or whatever, then they'll probably win that game. Yeah. Um, it's just putting together a full game, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if you could have taken the first and second quarter and the fourth quarter against Notre Dame and somehow merged that into 60 minutes, they win that game. If you take the first 59 minutes of the game against Jacksonville State and carry it over to one, they win that game. They lose to Wake Forest either way. But if if somehow the defense that Florida State's defense was so weird on Saturday, they give up scores on the first five possessions and they didn't allow a score for the rest of the game. Right. And so it's like, well, if you would have just gotten one more stop, guys, like you sure. understand, right. you know, like if you if you'd have picked one drive earlier to stop sucking we'd have won, right? Like, you know, so I, I don't, that's not to say that Florida state's close to being a good team or anything like that, but their record should probably be one and three or two and two, you know, like they've gotten some, you know, you're not usually like we talked about against Wake Forest. You're not usually going to fumble on the one yard line. You're not going to get a 61 yard touchdown in the last play of the game. So I don't know, but like we've also talked about, does 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 four and eight really matter that much is four and eight that much better than three and nine is three and nine that much better than two and 10. Like who cares at this point? I think if, if he can keep the locker room together and keep but the that kids, might be can- the
1: difference between losing, uh, you know, winning four games and running two games might be the locker room. So that be, is where it matters. But, right. But,
0: I mean, and that's, that, that was kind of my question earlier is, and an One Three record with the loss to an FCS school, if he can kind of get the kids to rally and yeah, fight. Yeah, no, and I think that you're bill. right about that. So like, right? If he I, can if he can keep I don't care what the record is, if he can keep the together. as long room as together, he keeps
1: the locker room happy. But my and, and can, I get and that. And can, and I think and, that's,
0: and if he can keep the recruiting class, right? right. Like and I'm not predicting we finish top 10, but if you can keep the big you guys are. in the recruiting class that are sure, there, happy and then that's fine. You know, I don't really care what the final I, ranking is because that's kind of subjective, but if you can bring in the four-star kid out of IMG to play quarterback, I know if you can that bring in the you, number one overall player. Then I think that's what matters. It at is. Day, but I just the day, think, I at think, I think at some
1: point a- there is a tipping point, right? Like the season is not, a success no matter what happens. I mean, I guess if you win the rest of your games out, I would maybe consider it a success because that would be a huge turnaround. But in general, like you're not competing for a conference championship. You're not, I mean, you're maybe competing for a bowl game if you continue, if you win a bunch, but at this moment you're not. But the tipping point is when people start to jump ship, whether it's players currently or recruits, that's the tipping point of where this season uh, we don't know if it's the worst. We don't know when or if that and, is. And that hasn't happened yet. Like right, As of this right. recording
0: on 927. But that's the
1: difference the, between, uh, potentially the difference between two and four or whatever. So that's where that factors in because there is a tipping point at some place. And we don't we know don't where it, know it is.
0: If and when that, that right. happens, right? Like, but, so as of today, as of this recording, which is all we can really speak to, sure. that hasn't happened yet, right? Like right. you saw a team that was getting blown out Oh, three and still have fighting them. So he hasn't lost it yet. Right? right. No decommits yet. Right. Right. That may come next week. We may lose to Syracuse and guys may say, okay, you were four and a half point favorite in Syracuse. You lost that one. We're out very well may happen. Right. Um, but it hasn't happened yet. And I think when you're searching for moral victories, because you can't find real ones. Right. um, I think that's a credit to our I, yeah. I do. Think, I do. I
1: agree with that. I think that's I do a think statement.
0: that, you know, Guys had already quit on Tagger. Guys had already quit on Muschamp. Guys had already quit on McElwain. Guys had already quit on several. Guys other hadn't coaches. quit on
1: Muschamp. They'd quit on McElwain. Scott was on that team. He hadn't quit. They hadn't quit on him yet.
0: They had. Uh, they days. had
1: not. No, they had not quit they on Muschamp. Quitting. They were pissed when he got fired. That was know. that locker room did not quit on him. That'll be a talk for another day. But but guys, had quit on, did on a now.
0: lot of other coaches.
1: Sure, thousand percent, thousand percent.
0: And so they haven't quit on Norvell yet. They might this weekend. Right. I, I have no clue what's going to well, happen. Well, the only going comparable
1: forward. thing that matters is that they had on Taggart at this point. Yeah. They, that's all, I mean, that's what y'all have to compare yeah. it and to right now. There's a
0: lot of crap going on in the back. And and they had on Jimbo. They had on Jimbo in 2017. Right. right. Like, I'll just say that. Like Jimbo is a great coach. I take him back in a heartbeat without a doubt. But they quit on him too. You know, yeah. and, and that's typically what happens is yeah. you lose a locker room. Most. Coaches lose the locker room, and then they lose their job. And yeah. that hasn't happened yet. Um, and so, again, there's not a lot of victories that you can pull from this, but that that is the one, is that he's yeah. held on to the team. He's held on to the recruiting class, and we will, uh, we'll see what happens against Syracuse this week. I do think they beat Syracuse. I, I, don't, I don't think know. Syracuse is a very good team. I, I do think Louisville's better. Florida State played Louisville to a one-score game. Um, if Florida State plays – If Florida State plays as well as they did against Louisville, as as bad as that was at times, I think they'll beat Syracuse. If they play worse than they did against Louisville, it's anyone's game. But if they uh, come out with the same intensity, Louisville does not, you know, some of the Louisville thing is a matchup problem. Malik Cunningham is a very good runner at quarterback. Um, That really hurt us in the first half until we kind of got that figured out and spied him a little bit better. Syracuse does not have that same dynamic threat. Right. I do think Florida State beats Syracuse. Um, not sitting here guaranteeing a victory. Obviously, this team is bad enough to lose Jacksonville State. They can lose to anybody on the schedule. Right. Uh, b- but I do think that if the team hasn't quit just yet, I do think they beat Syracuse this weekend. We'll see yeah. if they make me a liar or not. But that, that would be my prediction for that game. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I know um, you haven't watched every single second. I don't know football, enough but-
1: about Syracuse to be confident um, in anything. But I mean, I. I don't know. I've got to figure out how to word this in the right way. I don't know that I think Florida State's as bad a team as their record shows. We've seen moments where it looks like they can uh, compete, right? But they haven't been able to put it together. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is the week that they do it. I, I,
0: yeah. I mean, I think we compete. both agree on that. Like, if Florida State plays the way they did in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame for all four quarters,
1: they could beat a lot of the teams on their. They- on their well, if they play
0: like they did in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame. They they're four and right? Yeah, that, that's just. But even if you took that back a step, if Florida State plays like they did in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame, in the second half against Louisville, in the first three quarters in Jacksonville State, they're probably either three and one or two and two. Right, right. at worst. Right. Right. And so you know, at the end of the day, Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are. And and that this is not to say, oh, Florida State's really a two and two. No, they're an own four team like that. That there is no sugarcoating that. I'm not trying to make that better than it is. But at the same time, if we could see a Florida State team that puts it together for three quarters, three and a half quarters, they're going to beat Syracuse. Now, if they don't if they if Syracuse if they put it together for one quarter and Syracuse is the better team for three, Syracuse is going to win. Going to win, like that's right. you know, I like Florida. It, I I think if it's even, I think if Florida State plays better for one half and Syracuse plays better for one half, State I like Florida State to win the game. Good odds, yeah. So, I think in kind of a not a worst case scenario, but but a but a worse like most likely scenario, Florida State mm-hmm. plays better for a half probably wins the game close, probably wins right. the game by a touchdown. That would be kind of my guess. We'll get into predictions right. later, but I think they win the game. But I thought they beat Jacksonville State. So, I mean, you know, here we both thought they would, right? So, you know, it wouldn't be a shock to, to anybody if they lost. Right. I don't – I think the Jacksonville State game snuck up on them. I will give them a little bit of credit with that. Like, I think that after the emotional loss – the sh- or the, the emotional loss – short week, I think they overlooked Jacksonville State. Okay. I will say I thought if they played Jacksonville State right now again, that team would not sneak up on them. they probably win by 14-21. I mean. But a big problem of that game was probably the way that it snuck up on them. I think if you flip the Notre Dame in uh, Jacksonville State games, you play Jacksonville State first on Bobby Knight, on Emotional. Maybe a different. Yeah. They probably win by 21. Right? Yeah. So – I don't know. I mean, you know, if you could, if, if, if the season was, st- everything, you know, right now, the season was starting again, you got to do over, you got to mull yeah. The season started right now. And you start with Jacksonville state. I'm picking Florida state to win that game by 21. Like I just, yeah. am. I don't, I don't think that team sneaks up on them again. And so again, you are what your record says you're owned 4. you suck, but you have the propensity to be in a lot of these games down the stretch. I think you have the right. propensity to be, we, we talked about the schedule going into it, the ACC, uh, you know, does not look amazing by any means. I don't know if that just means like every team is closer to each other or not, but like you have the you're going to play well against wake, right? Like you're, or I'm sorry, cues. You're going to be in that game. UNC does not look great. That looks like a terrible take by me at the beginning of the year. UNC looks beatable. I do think we lose that game still, but that game is winnable. UMass is a winnable game. Clemson, I mean, that's not a winnable game, but they suck too. Like they're not very good. Yeah. Um, NC State is a game that I think looks tougher now that they beat Clemson. But, again, NC State lost. To, NC State loses to Mississippi State, beats Clemson a couple weeks later. Like, that's a weird team. Who knows? Miami's terrible. Boston College is not great. The I ACC
1: think. is terrible.
0: Well, or they're just – everyone's at the same level. right? Like, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, all hot time. garbage. So, um, never forget that uh, – I, I know we hate the transit of property here, but – I believe didn't BC beat Missouri this week. So like our bottom we level teams overtime.
1: Are, that happened.
0: Fun game. It was fun to watch. But anyway, so I think every game on Florida State's schedule like is keep it close, except for the Florida game, right? Like Clemson yeah. probably will beat us pretty bad, but like Clemson looks terrible too. You know, like every yeah. team looks bad. So again, I think Florida State wins two or three games at the end of the year, but I think you can beat in every game if you play for 60 minutes if you don't you go down 31 to 7 to clemson i mean you're gonna lose by 60 you know like it just is what it is so i don't know
1: well let's move on to talk about a win how about that
0: let's talk about it i'm all for it uh talk about talk to us about this florida game here
1: okay so uh florida beat tennessee 38 14 um 505 yards of total offense, 283 of that was rushing. Uh, Florida has the number three rushing team in the country right now. Second to two service academies, uh, which average under 77 yards passing um, as well. So when you think about the number one rushing offense of any team that also passes more than 78 yards a game. Uh, I feel like that's really impressive. We've talked about this uh, in the past, but I think it's really impressive that Mullen is able to go from the best, one of the best passing offenses in the country, completely switch gears because we got a, you know, different type of talent now at Florida this year and become the, one of the most prolific rushing offenses in the country against some decent competition. Um, Jones had a pretty decent game. I feel like he's starting to make better decisions. I'm not quite ready to, you know, sing his praises from the rooftop, but 209 yards passing 144 yards rushing. This is the first, um, 200, 100 game that Florida has had since Tebow did it in 2009. So, uh, you know, that's not nothing. Um, I think that Richardson having been out another week is so beneficial to Emory Jones, even though there's, you know, a, a few electric plays are here and there that he for sure would have kind of injected into this. Um, I think Florida's defense really started to put it together the second half after a pretty shaky performance in the first half, which is pretty much what we've seen out of them all year. Right. Uh, you know, not great out the gate against Alabama, not great Mm -hmm. out the gate against Tennessee, really kind of dug these teams into a little bit of a deficit and then play really good football the second half. They allowed Tennessee 92 passing yards the second half. Um, Josh Heupel is known for having a high-octane offense. So, uh, you know, I think that's great. The problem is that the defense has got to put it together for four quarters, right? They have been able to... I mean well they didn't survive the Alabama game but they made a dam- but they've been able to hang on with only playing good defense the second half that is not going to be the case with all of the games that they've got ahead of them on the schedule so the defense has to start playing good football in quarter 1 as opposed to quarter three. Um, Elam didn't play this game at all. I would say that he is our best player in the secondary. Mullen did say at his press conference today that Richardson was actually... 100%. 100%. Elam was not, was cleared to play, but not 100%. Talked about a couple other guys who were cleared to play, but wouldn't categorize themselves at 100%. Mullen held them all out. Um, which I think is a smart choice because if you don't need them to win the game, if they're not 100%, it's not worth the rest of the season risking, uh, those injuries. I particularly feel this way with Richardson with, with a hammy that can be such a chronic injury. Uh, you know, rest him. When you can, I think we do see him. It's also as, unnecessary to play him, right? I mean, did it's, Emory it's, just
0: have the best game the quarterback has had running and passing since, again, the goat Tim Tebow. And you
1: um, know, the fans I, mean, I still guess, clamor for Emory
0: uh, for Anthony Richardson. Statistically, listen, this guy just did something that only the the great hasn't Tim done Tebow in two thousand and
1: nine. Right? So I mean, that's incredibly still impressive. say
0: like we should have had Richardson in there, and I'm just like. When would you
1: have taken Listen, Emory out? We why talk would you about take this on the show. That, like Florida has some awful out? fans. I love all of you, but seriously, Florida has some terrible fans when it comes to stuff yeah, like is that this. Wild? Um, this guy, no, it is wild. Something that only it's Tebow
0: has wild. done. One of the and, greatest college to play the college players to play the quarterback position. Has yes. ever I don't want to say quarterbacks because you know it was really a tight end back there throwing the ball, so, but you know one he is one greatest, of the best guys, one of the play greatest the quarterback college,
1: in college football. I think yes. Tebow.
0: I think okay, so this is a tangent. I think Tebow. He's not in my top five quarterbacks to ever play in the state of Florida, but he's probably my the number one college football player right. of all time to me. Like can you can I mean, you distinguish the, stats, the two? That's like, I,
1: I can distinguish like, the facts, Like but you know, the what I'm stats like, say that like that's not the case.
0: Like pure right because throwing the ball in college when you have wide open, it's different.
1: all right. Listen, like, I'm just if you're saying my, to the eye my, test. He's probably my. Number I'll give it one, to you because
0: here's my number one college player ever. Like, I would put Tebow as my number one college player
1: all right. of all time. Let's just end the show. We're out. You said it. I'm good.
0: But he's not But he's night, not one of my – well. But, it, like, as far as quarterbacks go, like, I'd have a lot of guys in front of him as true quarterbacks.
1: I mean, if you're talking about what his ball looked like or whatever, then, like, maybe right. I'll give true, you that. But in terms passing, of getting yes, stuff yes, done and his numbers – Right, which is why I just right. told you
0: – which is why I just told you he's my number one college right. athlete of all well, time, college player. But he's not my quarterback. Like, like right. I distinguish the two. Because to I me I get it. Yeah, there's a like I would put Rex in front of him as far as a quarterback goes. Like I'll give oh. Florida love. But like as far as a true quarterback goes, like, yeah, like he's behind some other guys. Uh, but as far as a player, he's probably like he's probably the greatest college player of all time. Like yeah. I'm willing to say that. Well, But I, but I'm number one quarterback.
1: Well, I'm certainly not ready to anoint Emory that. However, he is making progress. Was yes, Emery literally
0: does something that no. And okay, yes. So here's my big question on the uh, Florida game this weekend. Do the slow starts have to worry you, right? Because eventually this is going to bite Florida in the ass. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that it's going to be this week against Tennessee. I don't know when it's going to be, but Florida cannot continue. To, um Oh yeah, yeah. Play. No, but it's. Florida I mean, cannot it's, continue to do what it does week after week in starting slow. To be very fair, if Tennessee could catch a ball at all, they probably would have been leading going to half. And I still think it would have ended right. in a Florida win. Sure, but Tennessee probably. I mean, if they could make a field goal, it would have been tied. If they could catch a ball, they'd have been leading. Yeah. Going to have, and again, I still think Florida wins. No and what, I will say, it,
1: I think Tennessee's trending in the right direction, right? I, it's going to take more than a couple of seasons to I overcome I, the I talent gap the,
0: the right that they have there. But, but
1: I suck. think that they, and they do, they still suck, but they are moving in the right direction. They need to get some recruiting classes under their belt. But I, I honestly, uh, their lack of depth is part of why this game got away from them. Absolutely. Uh,
0: at the but, end of the day, we talked about this. Okay, they're there. They great, start, they showed some signs comparison. of life, right? This is a great comparison. As I just literally filled this all the way up just to be able to put up with you, Allie. Um,
1: I did just talk about Florida's Florida, loss for twenty five minutes, so
0: Florida. We're That's why about this, this is empty. Florida State is not good enough to overcome their mistakes in the first half of uh-huh. Florida is. Florida yeah. is good enough to yeah. overcome terrible so mistakes in the first half against a team that they're superiorly talented against, right? Tennessee is, Florida State can be, I'm sorry, Florida can be really, really bad in the first half, give up blown coverages, fumble the ball inside the red zone, make a bunch of mistakes, and still end up blowing a team out because they're just that much better. I I kind of think of it as like a mid-major when you get into college basketball in March. Okay. Yes. If Duke makes a bunch of mistakes, you can hang with them for a half But Duke's more talented than you. And they're going to beat you in the second half. And that's what Florida did in Tennessee. Florida made a bunch of mistakes in the first half. They let a bad team hang around. And then the second half came around, and they were just better, right? Better coaching, better talent, better team. They beat Tennessee by a billion, right? Like, it was no big deal. But what happens if you do that against LSU? A team that's closer in talent than you are. Right. LSU is probably not down 17 to 14 and a half. They're probably up by 10 and a half. And you've got a much. And so that's Florida's problem. Right. It's been a problem for two years now. They've started slow Slow. in the big games. Mm -hmm. Started slow against LSU. Started slow against Alabama. Obviously, the Oklahoma game was weird. A lot of guys sitting out started slow in that game. Ended up coming back in the second half. Started slow this year against Alabama. Started slow this year against Tennessee. That is yeah. to
1: me, I that mean,
0: is the downfall. Is that can is, they figure out a way to start faster? I yeah. think what Mullen likes to do is he likes to feel teams out. He does. And he and to, I mean, I don't know if that there's not,
1: anybody that makes halftime adjustments like Mullen does, but I'd like us to make some, some of those some predictions a little earlier. Right, right. Like
0: maybe, I don't know, start a little quicker. I don't think you go down 17 points to this Georgia team, you're going to come back. Right, uh, You know, right. like last year it worked last year was, you know, it worked, but I don't think you're going to count on that again this year. I think Georgia, I team mean, is I don't think you better. should count on
1: that any week, but I, Correct. you know, I, so I will the Slow it.
0: starts. So the slow starts have to be somewhat worrisome. You have to hope sure. that, that gets better for Florida yeah, or else like, who knows? Tennessee, Kentucky's not a great team.
1: Kentucky's a better team than Tennessee is.
0: I think so, and I think they if, you are. Play a, if you play I, a first half like you did against Tennessee, you're on the road. It, uh, it a was interesting. It's a night too. game. Uh, and they're—I
1: mean—they're I mean, they're all out. They're sold out. They are—they've got half their stadium going blue, half their stadium going white. I mean, they're all in on this. Um, their defense is not bad. Their their team is not bad. Uh, Todd Grantham said something interesting today. He said something about like oh, my basically. Hero. Love him. <laughs> This offense Him is going to give us play. a challenge much more so than like for instance last week, is the way
0: that he phrased that. I don't. That. Scored, I, don't and, I, I don't know about that. And maybe he's I trying mean, to say. Maybe he's trying to keep himself off the hot, hot seat, which he's already on. But they only scored sixteen against South Carolina. Like, do you really yeah. think they're going to score more than? Well, I don't know. I I think, defense, They might. I think but. they're
1: a better team than Tennessee is. So, they, and I mean, Florida had no problem with Tennessee, right? They took care yeah. of business. They were missing a lot of people, that they had dressed out on the sidelines. They could have played if, you know, the need arose. They didn't. Um, I'm glad they didn't. But I think this Kentucky team, all in all, is a better football team than this Tennessee this, team. This so, team.
0: This Kentucky team beat South Carolina 16 to 10. Um, I don't know that they're that much better than Tennessee, right? Like, I don't, you know, I, don't, I, know I they're think they're better. Against- That's what I'm saying. I don't know that they're they're that much better.
1: Well, we shall see. But I think that they are more of a challenge. I think in Lexington, uh, crowd all in. It's the first road game, you know, of, of, Really, this season, I mean, I guess USF, but you that's Tampa's essentially a home game for for Florida. There was probably more Gators in the stands, there were more Gators in the stands than USF fans. This is and this is more of a hostile environment.
0: Kentucky Um, beat beat Chattanooga 28 to 23, Like, like barely beat Chattanooga. So, like, I'm not buying the fact that Kentucky is that tough of a game. Like, I'm not
1: saying that it's you know one of the hardest games on our schedule. I'm saying it's a harder game than Tennessee. I don't know. They're I, also I, I still undefeated. That, I hadn't seen uh, that
0: Chattanooga score before we. I was making this call. They're like, still
1: undefeated in conference play. There's to, six SEC teams that are currently undefeated, and I want to say
0: a bunch of them play each other this beat,
1: this week. They beat
0: Chattanooga by five. If if, if Florida can't yeah. absolutely wipe the floor with Kentucky, it's a problem.
1: No. They beat we shall see I mean,
0: we we we'll drank see. on the on the bourbon podcast tonight. We drank Chattanooga whiskey, right? Like, nice. This is the this is the team that Kentucky could barely beat by um, <laughs> five, five.
1: They beat them. They got to win, right? I I think this team is is a harder team. I think Florida wins this on than away. it is. I do too, but I think that they're a harder team than Tennessee. Um, but I think that Florida has to be happy with what they're seeing. I wish fans were a little bit more tempered. I think that. And, I, you know, every team probably has this uh, same mentality, the same faction of fans that drive everybody else crazy. But I feel like nobody remembers that Florida didn't blow many people out in 2006. They didn't blow many people out in 2008. They honestly didn't blow many people out in 1996. It is not... I feel like we have these expectations that we're going to beat teams by 65 points every single week. I mean, people were disappointed in the score of the Florida-Tennessee game, and I just feel like that's kind of stupid, right? And I also think that people still haven't wrapped their head around the type of coach that Mullen is in that he does not show more than he needs to. That is the case every single week. He'll do what he needs to do to win games, and obviously in a game like Alabama, it's not... They didn't lose because he wasn't willing to show something to to you know a further opponent down the road. But when you're taking an opponent that you have the game in hand, you're not going to see something special for him to win by one more touchdown than he's already up when the game's at hand. That's not Did the you, way that Dan Mullen operates.
0: So the trick play against Tennessee doesn't fall into that category?
1: For, that game was still close at that point.
0: I think the I the, the Kyle Whittemore, uh, the double yeah. pass.
1: I mean, that was that was still early on in the game. So, I, I'm I don't – the second
0: half. was the second half, but
1: – But they weren't up by a whole bunch when that happened?
0: I mean, I just that think is, when you need – I think when you need trick plays to beat Tennessee, it says something about your that,
1: team. That score moved it to 24-14 from 70, 17 to, to 14. Uh, so, that you, so, you needed
0: a, so, you needed a trick play to go up two scores against Tennessee.
1: They ran a trick play. I don't think that they needed a trick play for that to happen. They ended up winning 38-14. They didn't yeah. give up a point in the second half. That's not – I don't think that that
0: – I think they needed that, that trick play is what it seems like.
1: They didn't need that trick play. They didn't need well, that trick he touchdown. called
0: it. But he called it. Sure. But he called that trick play.
1: But that is not – But you I don't just told that me he showing. saved stuff. Not, you told he me does.
0: he saved stuff. He that,
1: saved players. He sa- would you have, not, what have you would seen? You say, that, would you
0: – I mean – Have you seen all these trick new play. wrinkles?
1: One trick double pass. You saw 1 double pass. Did you see a whole, you know, all these different plays that you hadn't seen in Do previous games? You think games? there are
0: all these different wrinkles and plays that has yes. not had over the last 15 years that he's going to all of a sudden No, pull not off that a he's Georgia? not used
1: for the last 15 years, but that he hasn't used this season. Yes. I think that there I are things little, that we have yet I to think, see. I think like Except we said last every week, week, that's
0: probably a little overblown.
1: We didn't say that. You said that. Yeah.
0: I think that's a bit overblown.
1: I don't agree. That is not – Dan Mullen coaches this way. He's coached this way as long as he's been a head coach.
0: He calls trick plays against Tennessee to beat those. He teams. doesn't
1: show his hand unless he has to.
0: He had to show it against Tennessee then, right, to call that trick play.
1: That's not showing your hand. That's one play. He did not light he, up the scoreboard more than he needed to.
0: Seemed like he needed a trick play to get up two scores against, Shut
1: uh, up. against this one is of the worst. Such, teams such a in circular the East. argument. You are one of the worst teams in the East. How, like, you think every team in the East is the worst team in the East?
0: Who is good How in the How many East good besides, teams? Who, who is good in the East besides Florida and Georgia?
1: What would your hierarchy be? So we've got Florida and Georgia at the top, right? Who's the next team underneath them?
0: I don't know. Who?
1: Tennessee or Kentucky. So right. not so one of the worst. Tennessee.
0: Teams so the Tennessee East. Tennessee might be your next best team in the East. I
1: think it's K- Kentucky and then Tennessee, but neither one of those would constitute one of the worst teams in the East because Tennessee there's a lot lost, of teams behind that.
0: Tennessee lost to Pittsburgh, who is a bottom feeder in the ACC. Um, Kentucky barely beat Chattanooga. So if those are your third and fourth best teams, I don't think. Is those it Vanderbilt?
1: Very- is it Missouri? I mean, where are you? Is no, it South no. Carolina? I think all
0: those teams, no, I think all those teams okay. suck. Okay. I so, think all four of those you teams. You just suck.
1: said one of the worst teams in the East. And I'm correcting Correct. that because that is not accurate.
0: So I think every team in the East sucks except for <laughs> Florida and Georgia. Okay. Like, would you agree with that?
1: I, I think the season's gotta play out a little bit more for me to agree with that.
0: Okay. We can revisit that. I think sure. every team in the East sucks except for Florida. I University. think
1: most teams in the East could beat a lot of the teams in the ACC. So well, they couldn't do it that like well, You when will they, when
0: they played head to head. They could they couldn't beat be Florida State, probably. But then you're talking about the worst team in the ACC. So like,
1: Whew, you know, what a not, title!
0: So, all right, let's do some picks. Where neither one of us were very good last week. We we're very mediocre. We we're very out. Okay, so wait, 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 let's go back. We were
1: three and three, which means.
0: Very average, much like most of the SEC. It means I'm um,
1: still leading.
0: This is a tallest midget. Am I allowed to say that tallest midget? No, ever you're ever. not allowed
1: to say it. That's all
0: right. If people want to cancel me, they can cancel me. Um, all right. So before this season started, you had your Kentucky. Uh, you had the Kentucky win at thirty-one seventeen. Florida, I had it thirty-one twenty-one. So pretty close there. Uh, And then the Syracuse game, you had 31-13 Florida State. I had 35-21 Florida State. What's your prediction for the Kentucky game and then go Uh, with the Syracuse game?
1: Kentucky, I am going to go 41-17.
0: So what you've seen from Florida's offense through the first four games, you are adding ten points to your score. I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm going to go 31 21 Florida. Um, I don't want to add anything to it. I don't want to take anything away from it. What
1: did I say was? Say that again. You're going to say it's what?
0: Well, I got 31 21. 31
1: 21. Okay.
0: But before the season started, you had 31 17. Yes, and I added. You like Florida's. You like Florida's offense more. Correct. To go with that. So um, Syracuse, you had 31-13, Florida State. I had 35-21. I'm a big believer in in just sticking with what I had. So I I don't know that I really believe that's the score, but I'd like to (laughs) pretend that my score before the season was right. So 35-21 me.
1: I'm going 31-27, Florida State. 31-27.
0: All right, so that takes us into our against the spread picks this week you are 12 and 12 and 11 and 13 just a game behind we have some thursday night football just two days away from right now miami is a four point favorite against uva at home at Seminole hard rock stadium i like uva to cover this i don't know if they win or not but i like uva to cover i like uva to win oh uva to win let's go Uh, Florida state is a four and a half point favorite in Syracuse. I like Florida state to cover that.
1: I do not think Florida state covers, but I do think they win.
0: Okay. Allie on the Syracuse side. This is a big one. This is this. I have a problem with this. I have a problem with the fact that this game was not flex late. Uh, UGA, maybe the spread is a reason why it wasn't. UGA is an 18 and a half point favorite against Arkansas. Um,
1: Give me Arkansas against the spread. I don't, uh, I don't know that I think Arkansas pulls the upset, although I'm clearly here for it. But I think that's a really, really big spread for an Arkansas team that's pretty good.
0: Um, I think Arkansas really blew their load against Texas A&M. It did everything they could and barely held on to beat them. Um, and, uh, Texas A&M team without you did their think start-
1: that Texas A&M was the second best team in the West
0: before so their quarterback went down with a broken leg. Yes, I did. Um, after their quarterback went down with a broken leg, I think it's fair to adjust the expectations there.
1: Yeah, but they weren't good before he went down, right?
0: Hmm. I mean, he went down in week two. so I don't, Right, I don't but really weren't know. they not
1: great? They I mean, came they, out the door pretty – didn't they need like a last-minute victory to win week one? I, I'm or last-minute touchdown? I'm
0: pretty sure they, they won week one fairly handily. Let's, let's take a look. I'm trying to look up. up. I don't remember. But uh, I, for some reason, I thought on maybe on it the, was week two. Since we're on the correct TJ – bandwagon uh they okay won yeah week, they did they won so, week one they won week one, forty-one 41 to 10 their quarterback got hurt in week okay. two and they won that 10 to 7 so yeah 10 to 7 but, is the
1: game i'm thinking about okay yeah
0: with a quarterback with a broken leg yes they, okay. they did they did struggle in that broken leg game um i think that arkansas kind of blew their load against Texas and him i think okay. UGA covers this i think they right. were by 20 uh which maybe that's why the game is at noon um notre dame uh we, we didn't really go over our predictions. No, but this team is such week. an enigma. I literally Notre Dame, on that. Notre Dame was a five-and-a-half-point underdog against Wisconsin. You took Wisconsin, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. I did. I took Notre Dame to cover the spread. They ended up winning. Yeah, and by a lot, handily. Notre Dame is a two-and-a-half-point underdog against Cincinnati. The game mm. is at Notre Dame. Give me Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame to, to win yeah. and yeah. cover, so we, we both like that yeah. side of it. Um. And then we'll both get screwed
1: because Notre Dame is such an enigma this season. I cannot figure them out, but give me Notre Dame.
0: I mean, until now they continue to win and they continue to impress. So uh, Bama is a 14 and a half point favorite at home against Ole Miss. I think Bama wins this game and they win it fairly comfortably, but I'm going to take Ole Miss here. I'm going to take Ole Miss with the points. They score a lot. Yeah. This is a really hard one. Uh, I I think if Bama wins this, I think they win by like, I think Vegas knows what they're doing. Yeah. They wins this game by like 13. Like, I yeah. think that's like the way it happens. Like maybe Bama's up by 20 and Ole Miss scores late to, to yeah. backdoor cover it. I like Ole Miss here to cover. That's a lot of points. And Bama didn't look great against Florida. They're susceptible to some things. They, they can't run the ball like they usually do. I like Ole Miss to cover. I like Bama to win fairly comfortably, but give me Ole Miss here.
1: Uh, give me Old Miss, too. I don't think Old Miss wins. I think Alabama Ooh. wins. I just think that this Miss, game is Miss close. Allie
0: that doesn't bet against Alabama.
1: I know. But I'm not saying that Alabama loses. I just think that that's a big spread for this game.
0: I, th- I think so. Ole Miss might have the best off Ole Miss. Like, if Matt Corral stays on the streak that he's on, he's going to break every one of Tebow's records. Like, he is on an unreal streak right now. They have a... But he's got to do it against Bama. He's got to do it against LSU. He's got to do it against Texas A&M. He's got some stiff opponents to do it against. So we'll see. Uh, Oregon is an eight-point favorite at Stanford. The year, the 2013 year, when Florida State was uh, trying to get to number one, they eventually did, obviously, won the Rose Bowl. That year... We needed Oregon to lose a game for us to jump up into the number two spot. I remember that Oregon lost on a Thursday night to Stanford as a favorite. Oregon's an eight-point favorite this week against Stanford. I like Oregon to cover.
1: I don't think Stanford's that good. That's really funny that Stanford helped you out because in 2006, Stanford was playing USC in the Pack, which was ten at that point. Pack ten championship game. No, I guess it had. Yeah, no, because you can't have conference championship if you're 10. Uh, maybe it's just the last game of the season, and they didn't have a conference championship game at that point, and their their last game coincided with our SEC championship game. Anyway, USC and, and Stanford were playing in it, and we were playing Arkansas in the SEC championship game in the stands in Atlanta. And this is pre-Twitter, back when Facebook was only college kids. Your phones did not have the same capacity on them, right? So at halftime, back when
0: Allie was uploading much different pictures to her Facebook than she oh, is come today. On. Yeah.
1: But at halftime, <laughs> word started to trickle around the stadium that Stanford was going to uh, potentially beat uh, USC. Was
0: that? No, that was back in your day. That was by smoke signal. You guys saw that up in the sky.
1: <laughs> no, it went across the ticker of the board. That's what uh, that that's how you found out your information about games right it was the uh the board anyway started to co- to come across that usc potentially was going to lose this game and uh if that happened then florida would have an actual shot at getting to the national championship game so uh anyway and now that i'm saying this maybe it's not stanford maybe it's ucla regardless usc was going to lose and trickled around and that's how florida got into the national championship game was an upset as well, but that's a long story to say Oregon.
0: You like Oregon to cover here, even yeah. though they're an eight point favorite on the road. Okay. Never mind. I'll tell you this off the of air. Uh UF is an eight and a half point favorite against Kentucky. I, I actually like UF to to cover here. Um, they have not covered the spread. I need to
1: correct myself. It was UCLA. I just Googled this. I don't want to spread false information here. It was not Stanford, mm. it was UCLA. So therefore the story is not relevant to the game prediction. Sorry guys,
0: most of the information that Ali spreads on this podcast <laughs> is up. false. So uh glad hey, that Google, glad that that Google could at least correct. All right. It. Glad that Google could at least December check
1: 2nd, thing. 2006. Uh Florida covers this spread, by the way.
0: Um, it won't shock me if they don't, but I don't think Kentucky is as good as uh as good as you think they are. So give me uh UF to cover. Uh LSU is a three and a half point favorite against Auburn. Auburn, which somehow, after barely beating God knows who, uh, or uh, Auburn continues to be ranked, and Auburn yeah. is ranked this weekend. They're
1: like 25th, right? Yeah. Like, so right holding on there on the cusp. Auburn
0: barely beat Georgia State this weekend. Yeah, They're I
1: thought they were going to lose, still, actually. They were down until the, the fourth lost. quarter.
0: Okay, I got a take after this, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with this, but... LSU is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Auburn. It's in Baton Rouge. I like LSU to win this.
1: Yeah, give me LSU for sure.
0: Okay, so I I don't think LSU is great, but they are. So, okay, here's my take. Okay. Because I'm talking to a punter's wife, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I do not like the fact that if a ball is tipped, Mm -hmm. you can just absolutely clobber the punter. I do not like that, right? right? Because roughing the passer, you don't. There's not a rule that says if you tip the pass, you can absolutely pile drive the mf'er into the ground, right? right? And so, well, and this is a more recent rule
1: change, which is kind of interesting given where we're going with rules on everything else.
0: So I don't like the fact that if you block if you block a punt Mm -hmm. and a punter is literally in the air with his plant foot off the ground. Right, you can hit him and spin him around 720 degrees. Right, and let him land on the ground and potentially injure that guy because you blocked the punt. It's okay. Like I'm not right. okay with that. And and I think that's what Georgia. I'm sorry. That's what uh, Auburn did against Georgia State? Southern.
1: Southern Georgia State. Georgia State yeah, Georgia State, yeah.
0: State. They blocked a punt. They ended up being recovered for a touchdown. But in doing so, they blocked the punt and they absolutely hit the punter while his leg was up right, right. and spun him around 720 degrees and then he fell down on that leg. And I'm not a big, I, I don't understand if it's about player safety, I don't understand why if you tip the punt, then it's okay to then
1: injure that punter.
0: Right. Sure. Like that, that's, that's, well, not- it's not
1: just even when you're tipping the punt, though. So it used to be, and this is probably 15, 20 years ago. I'd have to look up when exactly right. the rule changed. Much but
0: older than I am.
1: I didn't say this happened when I was in college, but there <sighs> used to be a halo rule, right? Which meant that you had to give the punter two yards all the way around, you know, where he was standing. So a circle, two yards around him to catch the ball and get the punt off. If you violated that two yard halo, it was a penalty. I believe it was a 15-yard penalty. So now they got rid of the halo rule. So now what you have to do is the rule states that you have to give the punter. I want to believe. I want to say the word they use is an unimpeded opportunity to get the ball off um, or to touch to catch the field to whatever. Uh, and, uh, to, the,
0: to punt the ball.
1: To punt the ball. He has to have uh, an unimpeded opportunity to punt the ball. Is the way that they say that. Which that doesn't like. I don't know. I don't really, but you're allowed to, I believe it said, yeah, it's just the catching of the ball. It's not actually the getting it off of his foot that has to be uh, unimpeded, the opportunity to catch it. So when it's snapped to him, he can catch it and then whatever you do, whatever you're going to do, but there's multiple types of penalties. So if you just touch his, let's say you get blocked into the punter, right? You can have an unintentional roughing uh, of the kicker. If you purposefully slam somebody into him or run into him or whatever, it can be a 15-yard penalty. But the whole th- like he essentially becomes uh I guess part of the play if you block the, the ball, if you take it off of him yeah, and big... exploit that. And in a uh era of like almost we've become touch football safety. about some things. It's very weird to me that somebody who Eric's gonna kill me, but like being one of the
0: specialist just call yeah friend. like
1: i mean i don't know this is not the person that's pumping iron in the weight room right, right? like this I'm is not the person that's the there to withstand that, this hit
0: yeah i i'm not a big fan of the fact that a punter is exposed because he's right. not he's a defenseless player yeah and if if you block the punt i'm a defenseless player whether you touch the ball or not and right. That's my, my that's my big point is I thought in that in that Georgia State Alabama or I'm sorry that Georgia State Auburn game I I don't think it really had an impact on the game like whatever like I, right. that's not my that's not my point is that like oh Auburn should have lost this game but I'm not a big fa- in watching that play and watching that punt they yeah. absolutely laid out that punter and right. and I'm not a big fan of the fact that that's a defenseless player right. whether you get a hand on the ball or not. Like right. the punter's job is to get rid of the ball and he's a defenseless player, whether you get a hand on the ball or not. And, and right. in, in an era of player safety in an era where we kick guys out of games because they tackled with their head down. Sure. I'm not it, it's a tackled big, in a way I, that
1: we used to teach everybody right. to tackle. I'm,
0: I'm not a big fan of the fact that you can just absolutely lay a specialist out and it, and it not be a big deal because you touched the ball. And, and, and at the end of the day, yeah. If you make a good play on a ball, yes, could a punter hold onto the ball too long? I understand that. But I'm not a big fan of just absolutely laying a guy out and spinning yeah. him 720 degrees, two full revolutions. Right. And, and and potentially ending his career, man. He's a specialist at this point. Like right. you said, he's not in the way – he's not like a offensive lineman that expects to get hit every single play, you know. He has a specialist that's there for one reason. Right. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of that. It's a weird little caveat pet peeve of mine that I have. But you know, here I am doing a podcast with a punter's wife. So you, well, you get I do that. think you I want to I, I yeah. don't I don't love the idea of just oh, you touch the ball, you get to lay this MF out. Like yeah. no, I don't, I mean, I don't like I'm not a I don't big love fan that. that. Uh, you know, like player safety is player safety. If the punter gets the punt off, like running into the punter's fine, roughing the punter should always exist. That I guess that'd be yeah. my take. If if you block the punt and then absolutely lay the punter out, roughing should still be able to be called.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, that, it,
0: just like it is in quarterbacks plays, right? Like right. if you drive a quarterback into the ground like a WWE wrestler. Yeah, you you should get penalized for that. Nah, yeah. I guess that'd be... I'm just trying to show some love to the punters, okay? Like, that's all I'm here for. All right, that's enough for this week. Enough punter talk. Nick De La Torre will be super happy that we talked about punters for 17 minutes on this podcast. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about Florida State's hopefully first win of the year and hopefully a Kentucky upset. So we will see from there. If not... Who cares? Because we'll be back next week to talk about it either way. If you have any complaints, please send those to Allie underscore Peak. We would love to field your complaints and questions there. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, we will see you guys next week.